0: Welcome to so the we up and episode of Boy in Trouble. I'm your host John X. We're discussing important conversation, and some of y'all
1: thought that we couldn't even formulate vowels. Anyway, to- <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, yeah, I'm one. One, I'm, I was a little bit under the weather today, fellas. It's like um, it's a weird day for me. I woke up, I was feeling all right. And I had a I got a migraine and I ain't gonna lie. I probably slept about eight or nine hours today. And I still feel exhausted. I'm still exhausted. So usually that can mean one of two things. It can mean I either let everybody go or I say something that's absolutely horrible. Grant, what do you think? Probably horrible. <laughs> if you're backing on two, Mr. Grant yeah, Lancaster. That, that, what, that,
2: <laughs> what I've done. Yeah, yeah, I say true. I say the odds of you doing something flagrant are uh, plus 100.
1: Ah, thank, you. thank you. Plus 100.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> My man, 50 grand, he knows me very well. And, of course, from Dayton, Ohio. See, I got it right. So you threw me off last time, Wood, because you said that you didn't like what Cat Williams had said about cringe. At one point, so that's why I assume that you were from Akron because no, no, no. you were very, you were very like, you know, you were very serious about it. Like if I see Cat Williams here, he's gonna have to run a four four forty to get away from me. But you ain't saying nothing like that. But no, I
0: don't, I don't want, I don't want no smoke with Cat. No smoke with Cat Williams, Mr. Reggie Wood. Greetings. I worked on another intro earlier, but I forgot it. So
1: greetings. <laughs> All right. You'll get another shot. You'll get another shot. And filling in for, well, let, I'll get to him afterwards because I got to give this man his own props. Mr. Andrew Johnson, someone who we, who Reggie and I both know from the Wisdom app, is a great conversationalist. Black man, Andrew, how are you feeling tonight? Uh, tell the crew, crowd a little bit about you, what you do, your podcast,
3: you know, let it nick go. All right. Thanks, my brother. It's a pleasure to be on here with you, gentlemen. Uh, I am Andrew Johnson. I do a podcast called The 313 Men, Money, and Marriage, and we talk about the three, four mentioned things, men, money, and marriage. And I am uh, looking forward to having this conversation with you guys. And let, let's chop it up. Let's chop it up. Now, Andrew, you you got the uh, three thirteen. Are you? Do you also have a Michigan Detroit
1: tithing? Is that right you uh, got three no,
3: That's what everyone thinks I got. That Detroit number, actually, but it's uh, but I'll take that. But it was literally that was just the three thirteen was just um, you know, when I first was gonna do a, a podcast on men, money, and marriage, mm-hmm. I did a Google search, and about ninety different things popped up with the same mm-hmm. thing in it. So I says I got to differentiate myself. Okay. From everybody else. So what I did is I said, since I'm talking about three things, men, money, and marriage, that's the three. The thirteen, is the thirteenth letter of the alphabet. And then the first episode was launched on 313,
1: twenty twenty two. So just said.
3: had that's just go. basically how the name came about. But I'll take I take some Detroit listeners all day. So
1: All right, well okay. you got one. You got one right <laughs> now in the city that's window right. right now. That's <laughs> absolutely
3: and it's so, you know, it's so strange, too. I got so much family up in Michigan, man. It's crazy. But they're more in the um, in the Muskegon Heights Grand Rapids area.
2: Oh, okay. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. What else do well, about- I
1: give a, a special shout out, a special shout out to Mr. Rob Brooks, who won't be here this evening? You know, I think that's probably why I'm a little bit sick with terms He's at the baseball meetings right now, which are actually like close to New York, and I felt his presence there, as if he was coming to do something <laughs> evil. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, I don't know if we're going to catch up while you're here, but big shout out to Rob, and of course, a big shout out to our boy Mister Gene Hopkins, who hasn't been able yes, to make sir. it here due to a due to a uh, early morning schedule. We're going to do something special for you, Gene. We're going to do the show earlier so that way you have no reason to not actually miss our show. Cause we miss you, brother. Miss
2: yes, sir.
1: We miss you, brother. So, so anyways, tonight we're going to get into the marriage thing. And I was into a very interesting conversation, but first I'm going to talk about something else that's going on in the news and it's AI. And the reason why I want to talk about AI is because there's a new technology out that's being, um, supported by, of course, Elon Musk, and they're putting chips. You know, the idea is to put a chip in your head to kind of fill in the gaps of the knowledge that you don't actually know. So you won't actually have to go to college anymore. You won't have to read books anymore. All of this knowledge can be implanted into your head, and you will automatically have it right then and there, which kind of explains a lot of things as far as the direction of the world What's going on today? How do you feel, fellas? Feel or are you lining up to get your AI chips?
2: Miss me? I'm I'm a I'm gonna be the last one on earth with no tattoos and no earrings. So you can miss me a thousand percent with a chip.
0: Mm. Reg,
2: you want to get chipped?
0: It's kind of tempting to fly that helicopter. On the in the final scene, right. of the matrix, yeah, the final like the matrix, the right? Matrix to uh, yeah, escape the villains and all of that. But I think I'm gonna be in the back of the line with uh, with Grant on that. I think I'm gonna be out. Uh, I got some tattoos in the earrings, but I think I'm gonna be in it. I'm gonna stand pat with him on this <laughs> on this brain free uh, this chip free brain.
1: Andrew, how do you feel about that? You you're thinking about getting shipped. Would you get shipped if that technology became available to you?
3: Well, I'm I'm kind of like Grant. I'm he's he's he might be number one, but I'm number two. There ain't no tats and no earrings on this body. So um I'm I'm gonna be just like him. I'm gonna be uh they're gonna have to strap me down and put it in me, put it, put it in my head some kind of way. Cause uh I'm not volunteering. Right.
1: Well it's interesting that you put it that way because the, one of the reasons why I want to discuss this is because we come from a community that has a history of um, unsolicited violation and experimentation. We are the group of the Tuskegee experiments where they actually sure. stuck syphilis in people's arms and allowed them to happen. You know, allowed that to happen. Just watched them over the course of 30 years deteriorate so that way they could study a disease at its worst. Do you think that there's a possibility that with the AI chip, because being that we're the ones that, let's let's be honest, I won't say us per se, everyone on this panel is has an attending college or, you know, well-read individuals, intelligent individuals. But for a lot of people with the, when we talk about environments, New York City and city school environments are the worst. They're the worst with educating people. They're the worst with providing the building blocks for our young people to actually grow. And do you think that AI shipping some of those people could be sort of like, it's a, it bridges the gap between the education that you didn't get and the knowledge that's out there in the world. What would make you think that we wouldn't be first in line to actually receive this chip? Or some of these people wouldn't be first in line, especially since it's experimental. You don't know what can go wrong.
2: Oh, I, I think there's a lot of people that would line up for it. Um, a lot, a lot of us would line up for it Us being, as black folk would line up for it because it's, it, it sounds like a shortcut. You know what I mean? Just like how Neo, just how, like how Neo learned karate in the matrix, right? He ain't know nothing about karate. All of a sudden he's a kung fu master, but he just sat down in the chair and they uploaded the information and then he had it. So it sounds like a shortcut, but. Like I said, I, I mean, I I know a lot of people will line up for it, but I won't be one.
1: Right. So you feel like there's an educational component to it that could actually help in the city schools? We were talking about the LeBron James school last week. Um, a lot of those kids, I know for a fact, because I actually happen to sleep with an early education development specialist, and um unlike a lot of people I actually listen to her. I don't just like play with her boobies all the time and everything, even though that is one of my favorite pastimes. But um, <laughs> see, this is what the sickness is. This is what the sickness <laughs> does to you. It makes you, it, it just makes just, you go off on a tangent. But I actually do, we actually do have conversations about early education and um, development. And one of the things that we always talk about is, for example, the history of Head Start. The history of Sesame Street and Electric Company. These, like, shows that were, that have now been privatized in the past, like, five to 10 years were shows that were created to give our generation specifically because we were the, we were kids when these shows were started. And before Morgan Freeman started, like, you know, putting girls in chains and going around and partying, (laughs) he was actually teaching them in a different way. He's more than just a, see, this, the show's going to go wrong. I can see it already. I got this headache thing going on. I got all these thoughts going really quick. I heard Morgan Freeman or the, I heard was like, all right, so anyway, I'm just going to, I'm not going to listen. Bro did a good, you did a good job working with the electric company back in the day. Very educational, but early education is very important for the youth because it develops the pathways for education and for learning. And something that's been taken away from these neighborhoods and from these people in the past 10 years. Do you think that this is something that's going to, do you think that this is something that's going to actually be put into place to actually fill that gap? And then also like, you know, what, go ahead, Reg, can you answer that? Can you tell me what you think about, was that a clear question or do we get lost at no, Morgan that's... Freeman with the <laughs> You know,
0: I, I was watching some program one time. And or it was an article that they came out, and they were talking about how they had to get the uh they were doing something tricky to get the, the 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 bulls to sleep with the cows, and you know somebody was like, man, what's going on where the bulls don't fuck the cows no more like why why don't we what what's going on where we don't have like uh, a and said what's going on where now we don't have to read books and retain information and be tested? And just compete in the classroom. Uh, you know, this is you willing to go in here and let somebody crack your your head open to put some chip and shit in there and be experimented on just to be able to have information randomly uploaded to you throughout the course of your life. That is a sad state of affairs if 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 that's the how we how we begin to close the gap and improve things uh, versus just some solid parenting going on and and some type of accountability with, you know, do your work and and bring home decent grades. We're going to circumvent all of that and just put you on this operating table and uh, chip you. I'm dumbfounded. Well, the
1: question is, where's the desire to actually close the gap? And honestly, who's to say that the information that we're going, that's going to be put on that chip is going to be Helpful. And um, you know, and this is a, this is like something else, like Andrew. You do a lot of you do a lot of conversations about relationships and men and women and our uh, feelings. And now basically what these chips are, these invasive chips are going to basically be able to upload feelings and suggestions and thoughts into your mind. Is there a future for does this impact the future of relationships?
3: Choosing our mates. It probably would, but I, honestly, I think I think all of us here know at least five people that if you put this chip in their head, it wouldn't make a bit of difference. It's just, Right, you right. know, it ain't going to make a difference in their life, and and so it's just it's 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 so experimental that you know there's no telling what'll happen. Yo, do y'all remember that movie when um? They were they were cloning people who were they they cloned them to be really smart. I mean, what's the big dude? I think it was Michael Clark Duncan was in it. And they tried to strap him down to the table and Oh, they, you're they talking about
1: them. Yeah, like, I know it's what were you talking about? You're talking yeah. about when they used to clone people for farts.
3: Right. And it was right. with um it was with um who was it? Um uh Ewan even McGregor, the dude from Star Wars yes. was in it. Oh, yeah. Um and I forgot the girl. I remember Wolverine. I remember the name if he but go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, um, you know, if, if you're gonna start putting chips in people's heads, that this is gonna be the next, you know, the next step. Doing something like they were doing on that movie where they just taking parts. And if and you like you said, kids gonna be the test the crash test dummies for this, or you know, I mean, who because you you gotta have a guinea pig to see if this right. works. You know, so who who's going to be the guinea pig? Is that's that, my know.
1: that's my natural assumption. And the only rule that I can think of is that usually, like the same rule I used to use with real estate back in the day. If someone's talking about it, it's already too late. It's already been ex- Someone's already being experimented on right now. There are already groups of kids that are actually knowing it. Manchurian yes, <laughs> right. And I like like what you led with there, Andrew, because like. No matter even having the information, we've seen the internet, how the internet works. And the information is all out there. It doesn't mean that people are going to be able to formulate and disseminate the information properly. Just because it's there doesn't mean that you can actually utilize it to actually formulate a thought. And for some people, it may be it's more of a affirmation. We live in a world, in a society where they've actually taken all of history and they've actually covered a lot of it. And they continue to cover it. You have explorers in the early 19th century, in the early 20th century, exploring vast lands and destroying artifacts and burying history because of the fact that they didn't like the truth that came out during those, hit, during those like lessons. And those are uh, So I can't see it being anything different. Like Reg, you said the cows, the bulls can't fuck the cows right now. It's because we've taken away the nature of the bulls. The bulls are supposed to run. The bulls are supposed to run in a field. They are. And if you don't, if they don't run in a field, it's the same thing you see with animals that are domesticated and born in zoos. You can't really take those animals and leave them out in the wild now because they're just basically prey for the other predators because they've been domesticated. When you are domesticated, you produce less testosterone. And this is what's been happening with humans, whether they like to admit it or not, there's a trade-off. Sure. You know what I'm saying? This guy may be an accountant, he may inherit his money, he may have a very nice house and a very nice car, and his kids may do the same things. But then we see Dave, the, but then we see uh, the woman. And what is the woman looking for? The woman's looking for the alpha, alpha macho man to actually spend her time with. This whole thing there's a whole thing in the sexual in the sexual realm about men being cuckolded and and like watching their wives have sex with other men that are quote unquote alpha men and everything. What's the difference? Wearing the bulls speaking of bulls exactly? Exactly. Speaking of bubbles. see, this
0: conversation,
1: see, this conversation could go wrong. It could go wrong.
0: <laughs> <see>?
1: <laughs> but, uh, but it's true. I mean, how do we, how, how does that work exactly? We're, we're being domesticated. Um, you have, I, I love these conversations because it's kind of like, Nature versus nurture versus like you know the rubber hitting the road. You can only make so many decisions and you can only have so many positions about um being like about you can only be what's so lazy before you actually begin to hurt yourself. And
0: these men are not men. They're not men.
1: So I told
0: you. I, I told you a couple of weeks ago when I had one of my social media run ins, the art, it was an article. That I think it was the Black Enterprise Instagram account, and it was talking about some new laws. I can't remember the the laws specifically, but one of the uh, it might have had something to do with music. But one of the commenters was like, "Tell me what the law. Tell me what it means." And I was like, "I just said, well, bro, you know, some things, if they mean that much to you, you know, you could you could get a you could take this." announcement this post and then you go google it and read up on the law yourself it it was actually it was something about sentencing being changed for like marijuana or something and it's like okay so you feel this 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 passionate about it because you think it involves where it it, it disproportionately affected black people but now you want somebody else to tell you what the law means when you go read that shit for yourself Mm. And he he came back on me, oh, my, and I'm like, no, bro, you just sat here as a man. Mm-mm. You keep calling me a clown and all, all these names, but you just sat here as a man and willingly told somebody else to explain something to you. I don't. I shouldn't even have to say nothing else to you about what you are about.
1: And then they got, and then they got mad at you. I mean, listen, I'm I faced a a Facebook situation this week where I was. I'm Justly giving a giving a giving a problem, and I'm going to tell the story because I I think that I I was wrong. And this the show is about fighting injustice, and injustice no matter where it is, even on Facebook. So we were having this conversation. <laughs> no, Gwen are Quinn are you laughing at me or are you laughing with me? I don't know. I'm laughing with you. Are you I'm laughing, laughing with, with me, you, bro? <laughs> Yes, okay. sir. Because it it was very disturbing. It was very disturbing. And before I got here, I actually got an update on this that my request was denied. To like, you know, my my complaint about the request was actually denied. And so now I have no place and I have no place to go right now. No place to I'm so distraught. I'm so upset. I don't know how I'm gonna sleep tonight. So anyway, this guy. It comes out, we're talking about, we're talking about, I forget what the subject was. It was something, football or basketball, whatever. The guy was saying something. And I gave a very good answer, and I did what Reggie refused to do. I explained it. And the guy came back, and because I explained it, he said, oh, you're, he said, well, ain't nobody going to read all that, you nerd. And this, and this. He
0: called me a nerd. You know? He hit you with the the TDLR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know what?
1: It hurts because I it hurts it hurts because like, you know, I'm a large man. I'm somewhat in shape. And I'm not used to people calling me names because usually they don't call me names in person because I've got that snatch hand. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) So I can't use the snatch hands or in the internet. I'm trying to explain this in the most clear, concise way that I possibly can. I can't use the so Snapchat on the to today, So, yeah. so my response to him is what got me banned, and this is why I'm upset. I was like, oh, so you don't speak, you also oh, you don't understand all of that language. How about this, you asshole? Or something like that, I called him an asshole.
3: <laughs> in the head, and like, you know,
1: and it's like, you could tell that the guy had taken a lot of thought and like getting his response out, but he was very quick to hit that button and see that I was bullying him because I called him an asshole right away. And I, I, I complain to Facebook. They don't give you a chance to explain yourself. They only give you these certain categories. So what I said was that the reason why is because in my neighborhood, calling someone an asshole is not a, is not a slur and they didn't buy it. If they didn't buy it. There was no, insult there. so,
2: so. So here here's what here's what we can leave from the two conversations that you guys had mm-hmm. the people that you that you guys were talking to you know what those are gonna be people that get that get chipped up mm-hmm. because my man my man my man who didn't want to read the information and my man who couldn't read the information
0: mm-hmm.
2: right yeah mm-hmm. they're gonna get chipped up and then mm-hmm. they're gonna get to X's point they're gonna get the wrong information a lot of times, because whoever's putting the chip in is controlling the information that you're gonna get.
1: Yep. And and that was what I saw today on, um, I saw a segment which actually brought me to this, um this woman on channel five here in the, in um, New York. And she was saying, I don't want anybody chipping my head and giving me subliminal ideas in my head. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, Mitch, you watch Fox News. You were on Fox. <laughs> A motherfucker is putting some subliminal shit in your head every five goddamn seconds. As a matter of fact, now I understand why you are the one giving the message because you are too fucking dumb to understand, and you're just reading the telestrator and you have no comprehension skills of what you're doing. So if you're that stupid, then I just have to give her a pass. She's just really that dumb. She's really just that dumb. And that's all I have to say about that. Any gentlemen, any other
0: what things about the uh about
1: uh, hey, this, hey, sir, hey, hey, John, mm-hmm. John,
3: what, what you know, what if the chip that they put in your head just makes you more of what you already are, like when you're drinking? So basically, if, you, if, you, if you're an ass, it's just going to make you a bigger ass. If you're dumb, you're just going to be dumber. Right. If you, you know, like, there's no guarantee that this is going to have the reverse effect, you know, on, on someone's brain. Bro, as would, you know, you don't know. My answer to that is that they already grow agave in Mexico. So,
1: the, so they already have a tequila. You
3: know what I'm saying? If
1: you, if you want to be dumber, you want to be smarter, you can go take your ass out. You get as drunk as you fucking want to be, and that's your fucking natural. Nature already has is. Nature's chip is tequila. Okay, so we already have that out there. I don't know how that's going to work out, but it does work out. You know, I mean, I mean, look, the chip... I think that the ship is honestly, it's going to be used for conformity purposes. It's going to be used to deliver people into, the, into uh, basically the, their lane. If you don't expect then you already have a bunch of people that don't expect anything. They don't, you know, they don't have, and that was what that, that conversation with that guy was about. That's what the whole conversation was. It was basically the UPS workers. Did we talk about the UPS workers last week? I think we did, right? We talked about the UPS workers. It was talking about the UPS workers and how they had gotten their money. And these people are are like really seriously upset that somebody else gets more money, is getting a living wage for doing work, for doing a job. And because it's not pushing buttons or doing something different. And I I just don't don't understand a society that doesn't cheer for its fellow man. And just before I got on here, it was on the NBA guy was talking about the NBA, Tyrese Halliburton came out. He said he doesn't like the rule that you have to play 65 games in order to be on an All NBA team. I don't like it either, but they're saying it's for load management. But we're talking basketball. Motherfuckers get injured. You get injured. You, you're going to miss games. Sometimes you miss games, not because of load management, but because you can't play. And this guy said, oh, well, you're simping for the players. And I was like, yeah, but you're simping for the owners. Who's fucking worse, millionaires versus billionaires? You're mad, you know. You're mad at these guys because, and it, it's the same thing. These themes keep repeating themselves over and over and over. You know, we we had the conversation about we had the conversation about um the job, hundred thousand dollars, and everybody else makes fifty or two hundred thousand, and everybody else makes a million. This is all of that. so you put that chip in all it's going to do is, it's going to create a conformity and a comfort for people. That's what I see the real danger in the chip is the real danger in the chip is that the bulls won't want to fuck. That's the danger of the chip because they're too you're taking away we're taking away all of the the vibrancy in life and the thing is that's really crazy about it for me is that.
3: I'm that de- we're generation X. I don't know, Andrew. You're a little bit younger, right? I think you're no, I'm, I'm 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 probably the oldest on the panel. I'm on okay. the other side of I'm on the other side of fifty. Okay, we're all on the other side of fifty. So we're okay. all in generation X. Yeah, we actually- don't oh, except
1: for Wood. What is it? What is the youngest guy. Wood of the ain't five. fifty, is
3: he? I don't
1: no. Yeah. So we come from a we come from a generation where you got up and you did shit. When you graduated from high school, Wood. You were looking around your neighborhood, you said, I can do this, or I can go join the Navy and go do some shit. These motherfuckers, they're like, I can do this, or I can go and I can play Call of Duty. And they're opting to play Call of Duty. They're not opting, and the world encourages them to play Call of Duty. The world does not encourage you to go out and forget about this, these, these mantras about dudes and working on engines. The world is not encouraging you to work on an engine block, motherfucker. They don't want you knowing how to put things together and take them apart. They want you to pay somebody else to do it.
2: Yeah. We're in the, we're definitely in the, in the easy, easy times create weak men part of the equation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We, we, we definitely in that part of the equation because this chip, if, if it goes through, or if it's something that, that becomes a popular thing that I think the real danger is that people are only going to want more information that they believe. Mm -hmm. Right. So you, so you got to create, you're going to create more fanatics, right? Like, and, and, and right. People are going to be on, on one side of the spectrum. It's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be people in the middle anymore. You know what I mean? There's going to be people are going to be on extremes only. Because Mm -hmm. the information that they download is going to be the information that vibes with what they already believe. So if, you know, if I listen to Dr. Umar, let's say I want all of the Dr. Umar, right. And then I'll right. And then I want, you know, whoever else I want all of the Farrakhan or, you know what I mean? And that's fine, but it's going to tend to create, you know, kind of a, kind of a extremist in my opinion, that would create kind of a extremist fanatical kind of person
1: well what you're talking about is personal development and people and generally like being well-rounded and being well-rounded in today's society is something that's actually like frowned upon if i wanted to get up and i wanted to read a book about what happened in nazi germany pre world war ii there would be a certain amount of people that would feel a certain way about the fact that i'm even reading about and educating myself about that subject and this is the way it is we look at this what's going on right now in israel we haven't talked about israel on this show since like you know pretty much they first started bombing in israel because what did i say the first show i was like well they started the bombing in israel it's a wrap it's over see you on palestine is israel months from now because if you anyone who has actually read and studied and learned anything about it and knew anything about this area, you knew that this was the end goal. They're still not trying to stop. They're not stopping. The job yeah. ain't done yet. The job ain't done yet. When the job is done, then they'll stop invading Palestine. They'll stop blowing up people in tents and all that other stuff. And we're just not talking about it because of it's done You know, and it doesn't make any sense to talk about it. We had nothing to do with it before we had nothing to do with it after. Okay, we personally on this panel have no power. It doesn't make any sense to get upset about it. It's like getting upset about the fact that, you know, something I read or before I came here, I'm cruising the Internet. Rick Ross is accused of sleeping with some other rapper's girlfriend while he was in jail. This is the important news in the black
2: community. (laughs) Oh, man. <laughs>
0: don't get me started on that <laughs> I thought that's what we were something that you mentioned earlier John or maybe it was in the text or something and, and we got around to it but it is this uh we're in this era where um the reaction to someone not agreeing with you or challenging what you said is 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 like um, not to bring in something new, but you know, so most depth was on some podcast with a female host, and he went on and attacked drake and and said Drake was like target a target rapper or target shopping. he's so popular. And, you know, his facial expressions and his energy was like he was slamming Drake for that. And it it, it became a thing. And then, you know, it it, it took off. And now he gets back on live. He gets on his live and says, well, he basically walks it back and was like, well, it was no malice. But it's like, brother, it wasn't just what you said. It's how you said it and the body language and the facial expressions that, you frown upon what Drake does. But then you get down into the comments, and everybody is all over the place with it, and I'm like, now I know damn well what I heard and what I saw, but now y'all, just based on y'all's allegiances to these different people, we can't even talk about what really happens. I'm like, man, let me back away from this shit, because it's mean, because like you just said, it's meaningless anyway, that that's what we spending all our, uh, investing all our energy in as, as a Black community. What the fuck? Yassine Bey slash most devs said about Drake. But it's not right. meaningless. It's
1: not meaningless because they actually are eating it up. It's not meaningless. You know, a brother like Yassine Bey, who's a very deep dude, who has like, you know, all this knowledge and everything. There's still a lot of times, no matter how much knowledge you have, it doesn't stop you from being. Vapid um, from being like, you know, it's like the that Drake is unnecessary. And everything Drake is—he sings songs to
2: women, and everything. Yeah, he—he's this generation's LL. Yeah, but yeah.
0: well, listen—you you, go to the party and everything. You want the
1: women at the party. You don't want like you know you don't want to go to a party where they bust an NWA on Nate. Right, and everything. Somebody's gonna get
3: party. shot. Somebody's gonna get shot.
1: No back backpack party. Ra- no
3: backpack rappers. No backpack rappers what's
1: what you saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, no, none of the, none of the track guys like, yo, know, I mean, but then they, they expect it though. But it's like, now it's like, well, I used to always choose parties. Like I've said this before in the shows. And like Grant, you heard me say this, we lived at, we went to college together and everything mm-hmm. when we were choosing parties, like, yo, yeah, where are we going to go? And like, I was always, you know, I was always good for getting the cats on third floor to go to the right parties. Right. Like, where are we going to go? I was like, well, This party sounds like fun. This party sounds like fun. But this party sounds like there'll be less niggas there. So let's go there. So that way we can actually eat tonight. Everybody can eat. And I wasn't thinking about myself. I was thinking about everybody. Because I had to live in a community with the cats on the third floor. So like Wayne can tell you, like, I've always been the same asshole. But there were certain things. The third world, baby. But there were certain things that I wanted brothers you know, listen, I'm going out there. I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to convince somebody to do something and everything, but I want my brothers to have the best chance, too, because I want you to be happy because we live in the same space. It's a community thing. We don't have this community thing. These the, um, We're being pushed away from the community thing and the community thought process, thinking about what's good for each other as opposed to what's good for the individual. And that's where we're getting fucked up. You know, so listen. I was listening to a conversation that was kind of write up Andrew's kind of, that kind of write up Andrew's like uh this weekend with the marriage and the, it was a, a TikTok tour. And then this woman was talking about men not getting married. You know, the usual tropes, Andrew, the usual stuff, you know, guys don't want to get married. They just want the cookie. They're just doing this. You know, women need to protect their energy. We're cleans and so and so, yada, yada. Listen, just imagine that you haven't heard this. And the reason why I say this is because there are going to be 50 more shows about dating, marriage, relationships, sex and everything. And everybody's still going to go out and do the same type one stuff that they did before listening to them afterwards. And someone said, so going to keep going. But the question was, um, is marriage necessary? And there was this one cat that got on the panel and he was just cooking. And he was saying that you shouldn't get that. Really, you shouldn't get married. It's a piece of paper. It just causes you more problems. I've, I think I've heard you talk about this before. Do you feel like marriage, do you feel like as opposed to a civil serv- ceremony, do you think marriage is a necessary um, construct in society today?
3: The way the society is going, I would probably say is, is the, the, <laughs> the, the most common natural reaction would probably say no. However, um, I talk about on, this, on the podcast, I talk about how marriage is in a man's best interest at some point in his life. Because married men, you know, live longer than uh, single men. That's number one. So, so it literally can be an issue of life and death. The other thing is that when you are married, you're not out in the street as much. And so you're going to experience four times less violence than a single man is. Mm. Because you're not in areas to where you're going to, you know, you're going to be at home for the most part. And, you know, combine that with the overall structure of a family. I just think it's now, if you want to say if the father's in the home versus not in the home, can you still not be married under those circumstances? It's a lot to it. So it's hard to just narrow it down to say, you know, just give a yes or no answer, really cut and dry. In some situations, I think the best possible scenarios for if you're dealing with children. Is to have both parents in the home. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when y'all were talking about the money before, I grew up, we were all pretty much Gen X's. So I my my dad told me when I was a teenager, don't ever worry about what's in another man's pockets. Just worry about what's in your pocket and, mm-hmm. and don't get caught up in the next man's salary or check or any of that. Because what does that got to do with what money you bring into your the table with your family and everything? So I never really looked at what people made. It never really bothered me, but I, I think overall it's in a, a, a black man. It's probably at some point to be in his best interest to be married. Now that don't mean just marry anybody. I always say when a trial lawyer goes to trial, when they say half the battle, 50% of the victory is picking the right jury. Well, I think that same thing applies when you're picking a, a, a spouse or white,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you gotta pick the right one. Don't go for the prettiest girl in the room. Maybe go down a notch in beauty to get compatibility and less crazy. Just it's, that's what you gotta do, you know? So if men could, could put their egos in check, they might be all right. But you know, the way some women are out here today, um, I'm seeing some of these female rappers and if these girls are copying and emulating them, and we in trouble, brother.
1: Mm. Grant, do you feel at risk not being a married man at me like this for, at your age?
2: Uh, I feel uh, at I feel ahead. at risk for not for being one of the people that never gets married, yes. I if the, if that's if at risk is the word, you know what I mean, if that's the phrase that we're gonna use, that's what I feel at risk for. I don't I don't feel, you know, uh, I and I believe in marriage. I think I think marriage is a beautiful institution. Um, I know some people that have been highly successful at it, um, so I, I just don't think that the way that our society is going, that marriage is something that is, uh, gonna be somehow it's going to have to change. I don't know how it's going to change, but somehow it's going to have to change in order to get these younger people to believe in marriage the way that people in our age and better uh, believe in marriage. I think the hookup culture has become such a deterrent to marriage. Like there's no courtship anymore. There's no, you meet, you you don't even meet somebody. Like you see them on, you swiping left or whatever you're doing on whatever app. You know what I mean? So you don't even meet them organically. So there's no conversation. There's no, hey, I like, You're right. There's no, I like what she looks like. I like what he looks like. She talks this way. He sounds this way. She smells this way. There's none of that. It's just swipe left, swipe right, shoot the shot and score. Mm. So, you know, God, God, no, I was just going to say that, that culture is, is changing what marriage looks like to people.
1: I thought it was interesting because it seemed to me like, um, from listening to the conversation, it was a TikTok, and I know I don't know if you guys have ever listened to conversations on TikTok and watched them. They're wild. You can have like as many as eight people in there, and everybody's throwing out their opinions and their crazy points of view. And There's always one person in the conversation that personalizes the conversation, and that's what happened. There was this one woman that personalized it. This brother was cooking. He was, a, I personally don't believe in, I personally don't believe in the traditional marriage. I believe in civil ceremony. You can pretty much deliver. You can have your all of your important documentation. You can have written over to your spouse without you actually getting that piece of paper. And including finances and all those things. And I say, and people say, well, that's not a real marriage. To me, I feel like if you can't have those conversations, honestly, with the person that you're with, you probably shouldn't be married anyway. Because there's nothing realer than that. That's the reason why you're actually together to actually Look out for that person individually or not look out for that person individually. But bringing the state into the marriage and everything is something different. It's that legalization. And this brother was really cooking based upon that, saying that having the state in your marriage is never a good thing. It's never Mm -hmm. a good thing. Bring it, you're bringing a third party in. And that's the way I've always felt about it. You're bringing a third party that has nothing to do with our relationship into the conversation. And into the relationship. And this one woman, she kind of personalized that she was like, I'm in the process of getting divorced right now. and I don't agree with that because I'm the one that has to pay alimony out to my husband. So I don't understand how that works. And I'm thinking to myself, like if you weren't married and if you had a civil ceremony instead, would it actually bolster your position in
0: not paying alimony? If you're... You have kids and you're still common move after a certain amount of years anyway,
1: but doesn't, it kind of bolsters your, it kind of proves the point that it's not really a necessary thing. But I think that a lot of these things that we do, one of the reasons why gay marriage passed a couple of years ago is because it's a big money maker because now all of those gay people, they can go out and they can have marriages. They can have ceremonies. They they're spending money in the economy, but also when they get divorced, they got to get attorneys like everybody else. They've got to go to the state mail and they've got to dissolve. them, And that's more money for the attorneys. Don't you think that we have enough information in the state? Like, you know, Wood Johnson, I've heard you guys talk about your marriages. Beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? You found your queens, right? Am I, mis- am I-, am I wrong? If I'm wrong, you better speak up now because I hope they listen to this conversation. And- <laughs> no, I, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Like right. right. you found yeah. your queens. It's not. Yeah. It's not your issue. But when you're giving advice to other people, and everything, and what to look for in their queens, what is it that? What is it that you would you give them at this point in time? Do you look for you know team? Look for people who are a team like uh, Ro, Rick Rose? or a team you know, like you know these important things, these important issues. How do you, Andrew? have a love conversation with people that don't really understand the
3: aspects of partnership. That's, that's a good question. Um, you know, uh, John, I, I, I tell you what, a lot of people have a really, uh, right now we're in a culture where, when we are getting married, a lot of the, the youngers, the millennials and Gen Zers they're marrying for lifestyle. They ain't marrying for love. Mm-hmm. So it's about, you know, how much money is this man making? Um, What what connection can I get through this marriage? You know, how am I going to get, you know, what's in it for me is mm. basically what you have going on. So the the problem with that is that that's counterintuitive to what actually marriage is. It's counterintuitive mm. to what love is. You know, if you if you with somebody, and you love somebody, it's about you giving up something. Sacrifice. You're gonna give up, loss uh, of something. Uh, wait, hold on. Did you say <laughs> sacrifice? Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Go ahead. All uh, right. Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. You scared me for a minute. Go ahead. Yeah, it's like you got to give up something,
1: in a order to receive concert.
3: something, and you got to be willing to give up something, and you might not get equal value back. Like what? Like my girlfriends? Like my with like my, it, my, it, my it, fellas? Like, you know, <laughs> Like, what do you mean you're shaping up?
1: But well, well, supposed
3: it. to have it all in my relationship. Okay? Exactly. And that's what the problem is, is that people, you know what it is? I, I say this before, you know, you know, back in the day, if you go back just one or two generations, people get married, you know, out of need. You know, a woman mm-hmm. might have been struggling a little bit financially. A guy came along. He might not have been very attractive or nothing, but he has some resources and he could take care of them. They get in the Honda Accord and drive off and be married. You know, mm-hmm. no, no harm, no foul. They're happy. Now that some women now are making, they're making their own money. You know, they're making a relatively reasonable salary. And they think because they can, you know, they got their own place, they can pay their own bills and they can be self-sufficient. They're not focusing on need. They're focusing on want. And and, and wants are just nothing more than a wish and a desire. I want you to think about something. Anytime you think about go back in your life, anytime you've gotten exactly what you wanted, usually it's to your detriment because you're not supposed to get every single thing that you want. Mm. You get your needs.
1: Mm. You don't Mm. get
3: your wants. So that's the hardest thing to explain to people is that you're not going to get everything that you want. You shouldn't get it. If you find somebody and you got a want checklist of all the things you want in your spouse or whatever. Honestly, if you get a majority of it, no, say 50, 60 percent, you mm-hmm. won, you won. Mm. sit down, shut that thing down and go on and have, ride off in the sunset because you ain't getting a 100. Mm. You're not, getting this, is. you know, you know this build a boo. I'm gonna get the man to look like this, make all the money. He's gonna be a corporate Tupac and he's gonna love me and he's gonna take my braids out at night. That's not happening. That man don't exist. Uh, corporate Tupac. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that man don't exist.
3: Yeah.
1: He definitely would take my braids out at night. You know, yeah. somebody's yeah. gonna want
3: you to take their you braids out at night home. after you don't, yeah, after you don't. um. So, I saw I saw another woman say to the fact that. I got to be the man. He's going to have to be able to handle me. I'm like, look, I I worked in prison. The last thing I want to do is have to come home after working in the prison and handling a woman. Mm. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want to be handling a woman when I just came after working out and being in the prison all damn day. Mm
2: -hmm. Let me let me let me ask this. How 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 long is your average podcast, Andrew?
3: A good question. Generally speaking, um, the shortest one has been about 20 minutes and the longest one is about 50. So it just depends long. on the subject matter.
2: Okay. You know? And X, how, lo- how long were you listening to the uh, the relationship advice that you were listening to, X?
3: Uh,
1: it was like probably about, um, well, I, I I listened to it. It wasn't advice. I was listening to it for like about 40 minutes. I was okay. listening to it for 40 minutes, but See? listen. No, I was listening to it because it was so fucking entertaining. The way that <laughs> right. the people were coming guess- in. The people, they were coming in and they were coming in with these takes that were so, that were so flaming and they were so ridiculous. And it was like they were just trying to jump over each other. And I I think, I think that social media is like really fascinating at times when it's done wrong. Not when it's done right, right. when it's done wrong. (laughs) So here we go.
2: So here we go. So, so the women that, that, that Andrew was referring to that, that want the corporate Tupac. To take the braids out at night, those women are getting most of their relationship advice in sixty-second snippets from TikToks, from Instagram videos, from what, from wherever. So, how do you and and the algorithm is sending them more of the same, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, so how do you so, oh, or so let me let me reverse it? How do I? As single Grant Lancaster out here. How do I get one of these helpers to understand? Hey, look here, bitch. (laughs) That's shit. Them snippets that you're looking at. Them snippets that you're looking at is fucking you up in the head.
3: Yeah. How do I, how do I get her to understand that? You You know, know, that's a good, that's a good question. You know what they say? It's like, you got to get them away from the group. And, right. you know, you got to get them in a one-on-one situation and kind of break it ta- break it down to them like that, you know, like, because you're not going to, I mean, people are watching social media and think they're supposed to have the same thing that they have on social media. You know, right. I, I've seen some women sitting up there saying, you know, uh, repeating things they heard on a reality TV show. I'm like, you know, talking about they need the cars because of this, that, and the other. I'm like, you know, that ain't their cars, right?
1: You know, right. The show, the
3: show leases the cars and the houses that they in. You're mm-hmm. aware of that, right?
1: Mm-hmm. No,
3: they don't, They're not aware of that. They literally believe that that lifestyle is attainable to them. You know mm-hmm. that now. It's getting to the point, uh, John and, and, uh, guys, it's getting to the point where women are saying on first dates, you got to spend in the hundreds.
0: On a, yeah, I, I, I
3: read that, and I'm like, well, wait, what in the world? I, I, this is like new, like, even for me doing the show, I'm hearing women saying, you got to spend three, $400 or don't even entertain going out on a date with me. And these girls are 49ers. Mm-hmm. Okay. I won't. Yeah. They're, they're 49ers. These are girls mm-hmm. who are fours, but think they're nines. And they, mm-hmm. they're asking for this stuff.
2: Right. 49ers. You know, they're, 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 they're
3: asking. <laughs> I'm not talking about the football team going to the Super <laughs> Bowl. I'm glad you, you clarified that because I'm <laughs> like 49ers. I love
1: that. I love yeah, that. It's like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like this. Yeah, you write
2: that one down. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm like, give you credit for that twice, and then it's mine.
3: <laughs> these are um. What it is is like you know before. You know when we were dating I'm so glad social media wasn't around When we was out sing- when I was single Mate. Gosh man you don't know Because like I look at it now It's like girls who were like Fives and unders Kind of didn't mm-hmm. Ask for nothing You know they didn't ask for big things They were just happy that you was Spending some time with them well, no, Unfortunately you know, but Now now it's the, like that. That's like they want the same treatment As like a Rihanna. unfortunately well, uh, someone that looked like that.
1: Unfortunately, in my younger years, I was hanging out with Mr. Brooks, and he had me doing all types of evil things with women, like making them buy us beer and alcohol and things like that, just to, for us to drive and over there. And, you know, he, he, he is the one who came up with all of those ideas. I was innocent and just following <laughs> his lead. Mr. And I... Very ashamed that some of the things that he actually led us through right now, but he's not here to defend himself right he now. He's not, not here here. To himself. he's not here He's not here. He's not here. So, and my next week, I'll probably forget all about it. So, you know, this is always a check. This is to find out whether or not he actually listens or watches the show. Because, like, you know, I know next week when it starts and he says, oh, my idea, hey, motherfucker. So, but, you know, but listen, I mean, this is this five and the nine thing. It's like give and take. You know what I'm saying? It's like what you're discussing is what we're discussing is just simply like how you actually can pull a meat. Everybody ain't worth it. Everybody don't have that value. You know what I'm saying? And every man isn't going to spend his money on that. You know, women don't want to be called hoe and gold digger and things of that nature, but they want to be able to behave like hoes and gold diggers. And it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And this is, but this is a no offense. This is like, you know, like when you used the B word, you said, like, you know, you, somebody will take that and they'll be like, he calls all women bitches. Now, the ones that actually are bitches, you call a bitch. You have to call a spade a spade. The same way you call a dude that's a, a dude, not all men are bad and everything. And if you call them out their name and they actually fit that, then that's right. They just throw it. They're just throwing these terminologies, throwing these terms all out there and just like anything, everything goes and everything. And it's not going to, it doesn't work out because you're not, people don't. But then again, when I think about it and like Andrew, most people don't even take the time to get to know themselves these days. They don't know what makes themselves happy, what's what they actually want to do. They're they're too busy following a rant which is why this AI chip thing is so dangerous, because it's going to tell you from the beginning what you're going to be. It's kind of taking over for God. God may have intended you to be something different, but don't worry, we're going to
3: program that shit out of you. This is the society that we're moving into. Well, well John, you know, the, uh, I did an episode on a podcast, and it was entitled Self-Awareness is the New Sexy. And, mm. and the reason being is that most people out here who are dating and in relationships have no idea who they are. So, so they're getting the results. They're getting the results of a person that, 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 that has no idea who they are. You know, it's, and it's just, if, if, if I was to tell Grant, anyone out there that was single out there, I would just simply say, look, find a, find a woman that's self-aware if you want to go to that level of of marriage or you know cohabitating or whatever it is you know if she's self-aware all the other pieces will sort of fall into place because she won't get she won't be too ridiculous in some of her requests or demands because she'll 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 know who she is and she'll respect decisions that you make you know so Mm -hmm. it's 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 important for uh, men and women for that matter but Especially nowadays, women they, they need to they need to be self aware. I mean that, that's the best way I could put it. Right, so, go ahead. Reg? Let me. I can't really say a whole lot in this this whole topic because you know, I know because I, your
1: wife is listening.
0: That <laughs> and and I've been out the game. You know, my jersey is is my jersey would be a retro jersey if they took it down from the rafters. Like and it several iterations of the jersey since I retired. But I just I was at the liquor store a while ago in one of the aisles and it was two younger women shopping for something man and like Grant was saying the uh, nowadays to, to meet and to look at potential mates by, by uh, mm. swiping left or right or whatever that shit is uh, mm. it just was it was weird to me that I was you know two or four feet away from them and it was like no they didn't even acknowledge me and it's mm. just like Y'all out in public and you don't look at a man's shoulders or his height, his shoes, uh, his his outfit or whatever. It was like, I was fucking invisible. And I'm like, even though I'm married, you know, I'm not looking at the roses from time to time. I still notice an ass or some titties or or something. And it was, it was like, I was invisible. And, um, it, like, I, I literally just stared at them for thirty seconds straight. Like, are are they gonna see me staring at them? It was oblivious to me even being there. So I just like, I don't know what the connection is like if it for uh in real time in real life. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm and on this I'm
1: gonna probably I'm gonna end the show with pretty much close to um, an hour. It's been a great show, but you know I have, you know I, I'm a flirt, you know in real life, but I'm a I'm a subtle flirt. And everything my spouse knows that she knows that you know that i i work it to a certain extent and everything and i'll go in and i i like to see how people and i've i've always like still flirted even in my relationship i don't mean that i'm going to hook up with nobody i'm not i don't do that i don't really you know generally it's like anyone that knows me it's like i'm not I'm not into that but even in real time what i've noticed over the past i would say five to seven years the most, and Grant, Grant can tell you. Grant, did, did I have some lines back in the day? Did I have some lines? Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
2: you okay. had some play.
1: Had a little play in me. Had a little play in me, and it's like you know, people used to ask me, "What are your lines?" And I used to be like, "I don't know. I really, I can't tell you to this day. It just, it just comes natural to me, just talking to women. And now, I think I, I started talk. I start, and now I like have little conversations, and I say little things to these like younger women right now. And the reactions are so fucking like, you know, to what you just said, Reg. The action the reactions are so like um, extreme that like really it's like if we would if I was running a play wishes clash like back in the day, all right, you hope to get this reaction on this at this day, this reaction at this time, this reaction on this time, and then this reaction. Like now it seems like the slightest conversations are the ones that are paying attention saying one thing and like you go from like day one to day like eight within like two sentences because they're not used to that interaction they're mm-hmm. not their skills are not sharpened they don't mm-hmm. understand how to interact and have conversation and that makes me pull back from being a natural flirt
0: because now it's like these motherfuckers are taking it future they take it too extreme too quickly you so know to your point to your point I can be, because i just started drinking bourbon a little bit recently. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I've been in there in that same aisle, and it's an older white guy or just a a white guy. And and I just, hey, you know, what kind of bourbons you into? And we go off into this whole discussion. So I'm sitting there with them in the bourbon uh, aisle, like, is it a chance for us to exchange some notes and what y'all into? But like you said, it was like you're clearly not welcomed in our conversation, for nothing. We don't want to know what you drink, what you would recommend, what you, how you would pair this, or just nothing. And I was like, man, let me get my shit and get the fuck up out of here and go. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was like, wild to Well, you know what? That you know that's
1: a that's something different. It's something the same, but it's different. And to which to, to which I would say to that is like, God bless. Get your shit and go, because the motherfuckers don't need your information. Exactly. You know, let them eat it let them let them drink their let them lick on the, the salt lick on their tongue the next morning from having that bad bourbon. You know if you don't, there's no I don't have a need, and that's a, that's a, that's what they do. They trick people nowadays. They give you this thing where they make it so that you have to. People want need to, or they want you to want to give them everything to give them the information for race. Well, well, you know, well, tell me what the promise is. Well, tell me what you're talking about. Explain it to me. Prove a false negative. Go into detail and write an essay for me and explain it to me in so much detail that I can just understand it, whatever. And then i just be like, okay, like whatever. Nah, motherfuckers, y'all got to do this shit for yourself. Or get your goddamn chips. Get your chips. Get your chips. <laughs> get your yeah. chips. Yo, fellas, it's been an hour. Thank you. Mr. Andrew Johnson, host of the 313 Podcast. Andrew, when do you have your podcast? When is your When are your shows? Uh,
3: I'm, I'm, I'm uh, unique in this way. They always say you should release it during the week, but I release one every Saturday uh, at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern time in the morning. Uh, we right. got, yeah, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, we, we put it out there. We got a series going on right now that we're doing about once every four to six weeks. I'm doing an episode on men and addiction. Okay. So we already did one, which was talking about how drugs and substances work in your body. Then we're going to get into drug of choices and manipulation and recovery, relapse. We're going to cover about 12, we're going to do 12, 12 or 13 episodes this year just on that topic. Mm-hmm. But we're going to continue to focus on the, the marriage, the money. We did one on conscious spending and financial goals a couple of weeks ago. So it covers a broad array of topics for... Men and women really yep. are used to their advantage. It's just, you know, a matter of them uh being willing to check take a few minutes out of their day and uh yeah. check it out, you know.
1: Yeah, and I've I've actually been a guest on your show before. Yes, we, were talking, on you know, we were talking about we were talking about more serious than this show, something that actually shows actually who I was. So you
0: have to go look for that hey, some other time. But Andrew, thank you for filling in. Go ahead, Reg, where you I- absolutely, say? brother. It's very important how much. Bulls and cows are fucking. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's, that's some serious <laughs> shit,
1: now.
0: <laughs> that's some existential shit right there.
1: Without a yeah. doubt. You know what, Reg? If you didn't say it, it would still be true, Mister Reggie Wood.
2: well <laughs> of course, my brother, the City Ray King,
1: Mister yes, Great, from Detroit, Michigan.
2: That's right. What'd it do? What it do?
1: And a special shout out once again to Mr. Mister Brooks and Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Hopkins there. You know, may you be out there. I was just checking to make sure that nobody's watching the stream before I said something bad about Rob.
3: Because, you know, he's like, you know,
1: my brother. It's my brother from another mother. Fellas, everybody, thank you for listening to Born in Trouble. And of course the podcast will be up in a couple of days. And I appreciate you guys for coming in. Andrew, thank you for coming and filling in and bringing us that, bringing us like the depth of what you do and, uh, Hey, peace, make it easy. Thanks for having me on brother.